Hare Krishna, I'm Welcome back for a continuing foray into Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, the Uriva Gita. This is, uh, we're starting today, chapter 25. Uh, the previous chapter was Sankhya, and so this one uh, appropriately now is, uh, follows the three modes and beyond. This uh, topic is very, very important in Krishna consciousness. And uh, uh, we sent out this morning. Uh, if you didn't get it, please say so. Here is, I have a, a chart that I made up a while ago, the three modes of nature, compiled both from Bhagavad Gita uh, as it is, because it has some of Prabhupada's purports cited and from Srimad Bhagavatam, mostly this particular chapter, which outlines goodness, passion, and ignorance for different uh, characteristics. Um, and if you have this on page two, this verse, the opening verses of this chapter are in the chart, the qualities that are listed here of goodness, of passion, and of ignorance. So the only place that they're all worshipped together like that. Uh, uh, they're all worshipped, all listed together like that. So anyway, so, uh, yeah, so let's start. Uh, Canto 11, Chapter 25, uh, Three Modes of Nature and Beyond. And so it begins like this. Well, first let me say, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So text one, Sri Bhagavan Uvacha Gunanam Asamishranam Kumanyena Yathabhavet Anme Purusha Varyetam Muppadaraya Samsataha the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, O best among men, please listen as I describe to you how the living entities attain, how the living entity, in the singular, I'm sorry, how the living entity attains a particular nature by association with individual material modes. So that's what he, is, he says, uh, gunanam am asamishranam. Uh, the gunas, uh, the word, the word guna, uh, quality, uh, here mode of nature. I have to say, by the way, that before I encountered devotees, I had studied the Bhagavad Gita, and I think about three different classes read different translations of it in graduate religious studies. And this was always a mystery to me when they talked about the, the, the qualities or the strands. They said it's like a strand of strands. And it was the one part of the, one part of the Bhagavad Gita that was completely unintelligible. And, uh, and uh, uh, it was only when I 
Jack Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita that I finally understood what they were talking about. Uh, and somewhere Prabhupada says, I'll look it up and find the exact place, but just simply by understanding this part of the Bhagavad Gita, understanding the modes, then you can know what it means to be bound, and you can get an idea of what transcendence means also. Uh, and the, the, these three modes of nature, it, 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 it's a way of looking at the world, uh, that mode of goodness, passion, and ignorance. I, we, we never not- I never noticed them. I never saw such things. I wasn't aware of them until I was able to recognize them by the descriptions in the text. Oh, this is the mode of goodness. This is the mode of passion. This is the mode of ignorance. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. And then for advancement in Krishna consciousness, one first has to become free from passion and ignorance and then come at least to the mode of goodness and then to the pure, purified goodness, the Shuddha Sattva. Uh, uh, and so there's a very basic characteristic in one sense because we see in the world things are being created, things are being maintained, things are being destroyed. This, and it's a cycle. Right? Uh, creation, maintenance, destruction. And after destruction, there's a new creation and, uh, and uh, the, what's left over from the destruction is, again becomes the raw materials for a new creation. Seasons, typically like this. So when things are being created, nature is in the mode of passion. When things are being maintained, nature is in the mode of goodness. When things are being destroyed or falling apart, it's the mode of darkness or ignorance, tamogun. And but these are also psychological characteristics, uh, mental characteristics, behavioral characteristics of human beings. And and on this basis, the system of the varnas starts to make sense also. Uh, and once you can see them and recognize them, it lights up the world in a whole other way. Uh, and, and by using it, then one can understand the project of transcendence. Let me just say that at the very beginning. So that's why it's very important. So here he says uh, in, the, in this text, gunanam uh, asanishranam. The gunas, concerning the gunas in their unmixed state, this asanishra uh, means co-mingled. Uh, and it becomes clear that uh, normally uh, in every human being there's some goodness, some passion, some ignorance. When you see they're, they're kind of working together, they're, they're, they're like one meaning of the word guna is a, a strand. So if you have a rope of, of three sta- strands, they're kind of wound around each other so they're, they're, they're in proximity to each other. And any human being you meet will have some of each, some will predominate some, but they're usually mixed up. So here he says he's going to consider them asamishram, not as though they're conjoined together, but just singly in their pure uh, uh, state. Uh, uh, so he says that. So he says now, uh, uh, 
uh, I described to these how a, how a puma and a person, a human being, uh, 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 exemplifies these modes. Uh, or it says here they translate attain these modes. Uh, 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 so he says, idam upadharaya samshataha. Please try to understand this as I speak it to you, he says. Uh, he, so he, th- this is the consideration. They're going to be the characteristics first of the unmixed modes, just what goodness is by itself, not pure goodness in the sense of transcendence, because, because you can see why, why Satmaguna is a, a kind of stepping stone to transcendence, because in the, in the transcendent world, in, in, the, in the spiritual world, there's no coming into being and there's no going out of being. Nothing is being created, nothing is being destroyed. It's eternal existence. So therefore, that's sattva, and there's not even a, a, a hint of passionate ignorance. But here, the mode of goodness, that sattva is represented here, but it's bracketed all the time. There's always some little bit of passion, some little bit of ignorance that, that, that uh, is not only next to it, but, but kind of tinges it somewhat. So that you don't see this Vishuddha Sattva, Sattva. But it's Sattva. That's why when you get the Guna Avatars, the Lord of the mode of goodness is Vishnu, because that's what his own realm is. Brahma, the creator who's in charge of creation, that's, that's uh, the mode of passion. And when things are destroyed and the mode of ignorance is predominant, then that's the work supervised by Lord Shiva. There's a kind of capsule history uh, uh, in the Bhagavatam. In the beginning, there's Brahma and the Prajapatis, his agents who project, who create. I mean, because because sexual activity is like the mode of passion, big time. <laughs> there's the Prajapatis. There, there, there's Lord Brahma and the Prajapatis. In the middle. There's Vishnu and the saintly king, the Rajarshish. And then, in the end, there's Lord Shiva and the Asuras full of anger. That's the three modes in the, in the his, overall his capsule history of, of, uh, uh, of, of things. Um, so here, they, this, uh, 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 Krishna announces the topic... Here, the BBT uh, purport says the word asamishra uh, indicates that which is not mixed with anything else. Lord Krishna now explains how each of the three material modes, goodness, passion, and ignorance, acting separately. So that's what it is. It acts, how it acts, when it's acting separately, causes a conditioned soul to manifest a particular type of existence. The living entities is ultimately transcendental. The living entity is ultimately transcendental to the modes of nature being part and parcel of Lord Krishna. But in conditioned life, he manifests material qualities. This is described in the following verses. Uh, uh, 
Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, as a purport to this first verse, he says, in the 25th chapter, the functions of the gunas and various objects affected by the gunas, as well as objects beyond the gunas, are described in sequence. He says, the function of the three gunas are described because as long as one does not conquer the actions of the three gunas, one continues to identify with the body, even if one can distinguish the body from the atma by sankhya. So use the sankhya philosophy to understand this, discriminate matter from spirit, consciousness from what the seer from the seeing. Uh, still, you would may, if you're controlled by the modes, you will identify with the body. Uh, anyway, it goes on. Uh, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur goes on to say the gunas are mixed but I will describe the gunas not mixed with each other please understand as I speak the samshataha or a person is affected by each guna so that's uh, uh, the way I'm a, what, what uh, we've done with BBT is take two, three, four, and five and translate them as a block. Um, uh, and, and that's a little hard for us to, to, to do it that way. Basically, what, 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 what each text is, like text two, is simply a list of qualities or character, characteristics that are, char- uh, are char- attributes that are characteristic of the mode of goodness. That's text two. Text three, those qualities are, that are characteristic or attributes that are characteristic of the mode of passion. And text four, those char- uh, qualities, or I don't want to call them qualities because we use that word for the modes too, you know, those attributes that are characteristic or indicative of the mode of ignorance. Then text five, uh, so it's just each each of those verses, just a list, just a list, and then it says here uh, in text five, Sapasya Rajajas Chaita Tamasas Chanupuravashaha, meaning uh, what 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 he says here. Uh, if you want to go down and look at the word for word, because I'm I'm breaking them up, right? Uh, if, you, if, if, if you look at uh, text 5, uh, uh, what is sattvasya rajasas chaitas tamasas chanupurvashaha uh, the typical characteristics of sattva, rajas, and tamas have been generally described in sequence. Vittayaha. The, the Vittayaha, they use the word functions, translated here as functions. Vitta means your mode of life, your lifestyle, your course of action, your typical behavior, your conduct. So the Vittayaha 
Varnita Praya. Uh, they have been described Anupurvashaha, uh, one after another, uh, of Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas. Uh, uh, these have been described one after another. They're vittas. That, that's the word they're using here. They're, they're, they say functions here. I would call, I'm calling it typical characteristics of sattva rajas have been generally described in sequence. He says prayaha for the most part. So kind of a general description in sequence. And then he says, uh, uh, then now please hear uh, about the mixture or combination of these three modes. Uh, and then, so that leads into the next part of the of the of the, uh, the, the chapter, uh, where he talks from six to eight about the combination of the modes. So here he says, so these these things are called the 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 uh, riti, uh, their nature, their characteristic, their state, their condition. Like that. That's all the meanings of vritti. Uh, uh, it also means your mode of livelihood for each varna. There's a vritti. So these are. So he says that that's what. Uh, so when they're 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 translated in this big lop uh, uh, here in, in in the book, uh, like for example. Here's the translation of the first uh, first uh, text number uh, text number two. Mind and sense control, tolerance, discrimination, sticking to one's prescribed duty, truthfulness, mercy, careful study of the past and future, satisfaction in any condition, generosity, renunciation of sense gratification, faith in the spiritual master being embarrassed at improper action, charity, simplicity, humbleness, and satisfaction within oneself are qualities of the mode of goodness. So they take that our qualities of the mode of goodness from the from text 5 and stick it up there. But basically what you have is he, he just lists them, and then he says this, this in sequence is Sattva, Raja, and Guna. Uh, so we want to look at them a little closer. So for that reason... Uh, we'll just deal with the text one after another. So text two, Sattvaguna, uh, Shamo Damas Titikshesha, Tapa Satcham Dayasmitihi, Tushtis Chago Srihasradha Kri Dayadhi Swa Nirvitihi. Now, uh, uh, and I just read their uh, translation. Uh, although in some some place, like for example, they say faith in the spiritual master. It just says shraddha. And then the word for word, they say faith. And then in parentheses, uh, in the guru and other bona fide authorities, uh, properly paced faith. 
Uh, if you're in the mode of ignorance, you may have faith too, but it's not uh, it's in the wrong guy, you know. Uh, I remember a whole segment of my life when whatever the Beatles were doing, that's what everybody believed in. It's <laughs> faith. So Shama and Dhamma, uh, uh, th- these are also, by the way, uh, Shama, Dhamma, Tapa, Socham, these kind of qualities are mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita as the characteristics of the Brahmana. So some of those, some of the Brahmanas are supposedly situated in the mode of goodness. So some of these, all of these would be characteristic of the Brahmana. Uh, uh, but you may be also in the mode of goodness without being a Brahmana. So this is the Shama Dhamma, uh, control of the mind and control of the senses. Uh, that, that's generally the way these two words are uh, translated, uh, control of the mind and control of the senses. Titiksha uh, is translated here as uh, uh, tolerance. Sometimes it's translated as forbearance. Uh, equanimity, uh, a kind of balance without being uh, uh, disturbed, uh, even when there's disturbing conditions, to tiksha. And then they use, then this, this word next is iksha. So, by the way, the, the look at these. How, I, I should think, how much am I able to practice sama and dhamma and tiksha? Uh, 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 and then Iksha. Uh, people shouldn't be, recently we had in the news about this uh, daughter of uh, the, an, an official uh, uh, Korean Airlines, uh, and uh, the, she was in the first class, and, and her father you know, was a big uh, business magnate and ran many companies, and she was, she and I guess different relatives, uh, typical oriental system of things, they had high place things, so she was also some official with the Korean Airlines, and it was in JFK Airport, and she was sitting in the first class, and they served her macadamia nuts, but instead of taking them out of the bag and put them in the bowl, they just gave her the bag, and she flipped out. And she got a hold of the cabin attendant who had done this and ripped them apart, screamed and yelled at them, and then demanded, didn't, wasn't happy with the way this cabin attendant was responding. And the plane had already pulled away from the, from, from the, the boarding area, you know, backing up the way to get to the runway. Had the plane go back so that that, that cabinet tenant could, could, could leave. You know, then there were repercussions, which she, you know, she just thought nothing would happen. But, you know, you can flip out. So, there, you know, there's always, there was some, some rock group, I don't know, that, that, that freaked out when, 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 they, when they, they went into their, the part of their written requirements for the dressing room, there should be M&Ms, but only red ones. They come and they see a green M&M and they flip out. <laughs> <This is> so... <laughs> Tolerance. 
And then this word iksha, uh, which Vishnu uh, Chakravarti uh, Thakur says iksha means discrimination. By the way, there's no, you, you notice to this whole thing, there's no commentary at all in the, in the PDT version. But Vishnu uh, Chakravarti said that this word iksha means discrimination because iksha basically means seeing. So it's not just ordinary seeing, but discrimination or or, or uh, having some kind of insight, uh, penetrating vision of things, uh, uh, discernment. You know, my discernment is what I'm looking for. Discernment. You, you. One description, uh, the mode of which you see things in the right way, you hear things in the right way. So this is this to discern, to see what's uh, important and what's not important, what to notice, what not to notice. What that, that's this discrimination in the good sense of the term. Uh, and then the, the next word on, on here, tapaha, which basically means austerity. Uh, uh, they translate it here strictly following one's prescribed duty. But that's the simple meaning. So uh, you can you can understand. Uh, I, I don't know where they, where they they're following this uh, uh, from. Uh, uh, expanding the meaning a little bit of uh, of of austerity is. Um, you know, Banda Swami just translates it as austerity, apaha. Uh, uh, but certainly, uh, doing one's prescribed duty when there's difficulty and you stick to it—that's that's one one definition of uh, one one illustration of uh, apaha. Then satyam, uh, truthfulness. Daya, uh, mercy. You notice that daya shows up twice in this verse. Daya, it's compounded with adihi, daya, etc. So this first daya uh, is mercy, and this Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur points out in his commentary that the second use of daya means charity. Uh, uh, so that's two different... So it's used twice in, the, in this verse, daya, uh, uh, mercy, and then uh, 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 charity, following his, his uh, understanding of this. Well, if it occurs twice, there must be some reason why it's mentioned twice. Shmiti, uh, shmiti, you know, the shmiti is one kind of text that which has been remembered, literally Shruti, that which has been heard, and Smriti, that which has been remembered. So the Vedic supplementary literature is called Smriti. So Smriti just means remembrance. Uh, uh, but here it's ex- uh, uh, translated as careful study of the past and future. Now, I can understand careful study of the past, uh, and maybe it's true if you care- carefully study the past, then you can also know about the future. Uh, this American philosopher, Santiana, famous, made this famous remark, uh, those who uh, 
uh, remember the past. Uh, those who don't know the past are likely to repeat it. Don't know the mistakes of the past are likely to repeat it. And that's often repeated. Someone said someone has heard Santiago's statement about those people who uh, don't remember the past are likely to repeat his statement too. <laughs> he gets quote so much. So it would seem that if you can, you can careful study the past, maybe you can know the future. So if something has failed four times, you can't expect it to work the fifth time, the sixth time, the seventh, like that. But so some something that, that so they they have a Schmidt tree, this remembrance of knowledge of the past. Remember, what distantly means remembrance. They're oddly, not ordinarily remembering. So some kind of careful study uh, using discernment. Uh, um, the tushti, uh, satisfaction, they expand it to satisfaction in any condition. Yeah, if it's a general quality, you'll be able to be satisfied in you, your, your, and since it's your own personal quality, that quality of satisfaction will be I independent of circumstance and environment. Uh, you won't depend upon the ordinary course of things. Uh, and, of course, there are people who are uh, in the modes of passion and ignorance who are perpetually dissatisfied. No matter what they have, it's not enough, uh, and so on. So this tushti. Uh, interesting, the word tiaga, which we know means renunciation, is here translated as generosity, which is nice because... Uh, if you're not uh, uh, if you're, you're not attached to what you have and you're renounced then you'll be generous and I, I suppose the reason they look for this uh, tweak on it because the next word aspriha also means detachment <laughs> uh, but the word chaga, oh yeah, I know what happened. Chaga, uh, actually that's one of the meanings of chaga. Uh, otherwise, giving up, abandoning, forsaking uh, things. Uh, it, is, it also means gift, donation, or liberality. So that's actually a dictionary meaning of it. I forgot that. And then aspriha uh, uh, means... Uh, uh, they, they say uh, uh, detachment from sense gratification. Uh, it's detachment but from sense gratification. Uh, the word spricha uh, means to desire eagerly. Covetousness, longing. It also has a, a connection with Indi sometimes. Aspriha. Without, if you really are covetous and desirous of things, then also you'll envy those people that that have them. Uh, so here, this uh, uh, they use this meaning of chaga as liberality of spirit, uh, uh, generosity, and then aspriha, uh, free from attachment from sense gratification or without. 
Yes, Priha means to desire eagerly. It's a, it's a kind of intense desire. Uh, so you will not be uh, conducted by those kinds of things, those aspriha. Uh, uh, and then the shadha, uh, faith, uh, that's correctly placed uh, uh, because uh, it's very typical of people in the modes that they place their face in the wrong, a misplaced faith. Uh, and uh, yeah, there, there's an agency for the correct placement of faith, which is buddhi, intelligence. Everyone has some faith, whether they know it or not. And uh, people believe in themselves, it's misplaced faith almost always, <laughs> and so on. You know? um, it's mode of passion. Anyway, then hri, uh, which is translated here as shame, or shame due to improper activities. That is, if you've done something that's bad or wrong, uh, you'll be embarrassed uh, at the improper actions of your own or even somebody else's. Uh, 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 and then they say uh, daya, adihi, Daya, etc., and they give a list here: charity, simplicity, uh, uh, humility, and so on. These are satis- uh, you know, charity, simplicity, humbleness, all, all those those kinds of things. And then finally, swanivrti, uh, uh, which is translated here as Satisfaction within oneself. Swamnivritti, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the word for word, taking one's pleasure from within. Vishnu uh, Chakravarti Thakur says, Swamnivritti means happiness from the self. Uh, 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 the word nirvitti, uh, uh, with this is with one T, by the way, not two Ts, like nirvitti marda, is different. But uh, nirvitti with one T, complete satisfaction or happiness, delight. So a synonym used as synonym, the Buddhist from the nirvana. Uh, so it means complete satisfaction uh, or happiness, bliss. Alpha translates it as bliss or transcendent pleasure, uh, nirvitti, saswanivitti. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just a, a, a happiness or pleasure that happens uh, just from being in contact with the mode of goodness. It's what the mode of goodness gives you that. Uh, 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 yeah, saswanivitti. And then, of course, they add here in the uh, qualities of the mode of goodness. Uh, Taking one's pleasure uh, from within. Um, Those people that are situated in the mode of goodness uh, are are, are naturally uh, happy uh, just just by nature. I mean, the nature of goodness 
and in fact, in the Bhagavad Gita, in the 14th chapter, it binds uh, the conditioned soul, the mode of goodness, by happiness, sukhasanga. If you have Prabhupada mentions this, that if you're in the mode of goodness, you're kind of satisfied with being, you know, this material world is not such a bad place because you're not suffering. Uh, from from so many things, uh, 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 and so you're you're bound or conditioned to uh, necessity. This is Bhagavad Gita 14, uh, 6 through 8. Uh, uh, you're bound to uh, by knowledge, Jnana Sangha, and Sukha Sangha. Uh, so uh, again, this is material. Uh, if, if 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 you look at the the chart that, that I've compiled, the general nature of goodness, it's the purest in the material world. It says in Bhagavad Gita chapter fourteen, it's illuminating without sinful reaction. Uh, in the eleventh canto, chapter two, a person general characteristic of a person in the mode of goodness endowed with happiness, virtue, knowledge, other good qualities. Uh, the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 14, all the gates of the body are illuminated by knowledge. Uh, anyway, if you can, these are all the kind of, So this is like a really good thing to, you sit down every day and kind of, if you have this list and look at it periodically, you know, it kind of points you the way one, one should go to and what we should be looking, looking to. So now, uh, that's text two. And then uh, in sequence, we won't get that far, Rajaguna, text three. Uh, qualities of uh, Rajaguna are listed here. Uh, kama iha, kama iha, umaras trishna, stamba ashir vidasakam, madotsava, excuse me, madotsaho yasha prithir, Hasyam viryam dalodhyamaha is translated like this. Material desire, great endeavor, audacity, dissatisfaction even in gain, false pride, praying for material advancement, considering oneself different and better than others, sense gratification, rash eagerness to fight, a fondness for hearing oneself praised, the tendency to ridicule others, advertising one's own prowess, and justifying one's actions by one's strength are the qualities of the mode of passion. Sounds like a more familiar territory. <laughs> uh, so here they are, uh, karma, uh, material desire, uh, 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 and then when material desire comes is not satisfied then krodha comes about and that's, that's the mode of ignorance anger uh, that's how tend to degenerate that way because you uh, Krishna is translated here as dissatisfaction even in gain uh, because the mode of passion lust it burns like fire and is never satisfied. I mean, 
sexual desire is the kind of prototype of of the mode of, of passion, rajaguna. So kama, uh, material desires, and then iha uh, uh, is translated here as endeavor. The word iha uh, means uh, effort, exertion, activity. You're busy. You're always working. You're a workaholic, uh, uh, as we say. Uh, you put in a lot of overtime at the job. Whatever you're doing, you've got plans to do more. This is all characteristic uh, of the mode of passion. As, as you read these, uh, I, I want to remind you of something that Prabhupada um, uh, remarks. He says that that in modern society, the, the standard of advancement is the mode of passion. He said, formerly the standard of advancement was the mode of goodness. So the mode of goodness is very rare. You don't see it very much. And in my lifetime, I've seen it decrease. In my lifetime, now that I could look back, I've seen the mode of, uh, 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 of, of, uh, of goodness gradually disappear, both in fact and as a standard, and the mode of passion become more and more prominent with, with a corresponding increase in the mode of ignorance. That's how I would describe society. So that, anyway. So our... Uh, 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 as one American president famously said, the business of America is business. This is like, that's <laughs> what it does. So material desire, uh, and, and you read about the explorers that discovered, so-called discovered America like nobody was there, uh, and what they did and what they went through. You talk about a moment of passion, God. Great endeavor and audacity, madaha, which they're, they're translating here as audacity, uh, uh, which means boldness. But really, uh, madaha uh, in, in Sanskrit has got a, a cluster of meanings. One of them is rapture, excitement, inspiration, intoxication. I would, I would call madaha a fervent state of excitement. It's the kind of thing that's induced by pep rallies or highly energetic inspirational talks like if you've ever seen any of the videos of Hitler, you know, winding the crowd up, you know. This is like Madaha. You, you fire them up. Get in there and fire them up. Uh, wind them up. You make the crowd roll you know, this is a, this is a, a madaha. And then, so it's audacity, but it's this, this like deeper state of excitement to, to do things, you know. Because uh, uh, uh. audacity, one thing, you know, he, he, it's, it's, a, it's a good term. It can mean a kind of bold adventurousness uh, with courage, you know, audacity. And alchemy. That was an audacious thing to do. It means it was over the top. 
And so it has these two sentences in, in, in English. Krishna, which literally means thirst, but here uh, this, as a steady state, it's dissatisfaction in gain. In other words, it's, it, whatever you get is not enough. Stampa, uh, uh, so it's avidity, Trishna. It's like a, a kind of perpetual state of greed, avidity. Uh, 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 I don't know why they say false pride. Why not just pride? But anyway, stamba. It's just pride. But more like arrogance, pretentious. No, stamba means like a pillar, a post. Think of, you know, Nelson. The statue of Nelson in London, you know, where you got the square, there's a big pillar, and then the guy's on the top. Yeah, that's stumba. You want to be up there. <laughs> You're really, you know, like that. Ashish, Ashish means praying. Uh, so here they say praying to the demigods and other. Uh, deities with desire for material gain, praying for material advancement. Uh, this is uh, taken from from uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. Uh, you're always uh, uh, got something. Sometimes people just pray. Gamblers just pray to Lady Luck, just thinking it's a fictitious thing or uh, always looking for signs and hoping for this. So there's this uh, always uh, doing that. Vidya, the so-called separatist mentality, is very interesting. Vidya, separation, thinking yourself different from and better than others. Uh, different from others and better than them. Uh, uh, that's a very good uh, good way of understanding this difference. Vidya. Um, uh, 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 sukham is happiness, but it's really happiness from sense gratification, material enjoyment. Uh, you're always into this sukham, material happiness. It's not sukham anjantikam, you know, transcendent happiness. It's material happiness. It's interesting when they translate mada utsaha. Notice mada has already showed up. Mada as audacity. Uh, so, Mada Utsaha, uh, 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 which they translate as uh, uh, courage. Oh, well, uh, in the word for word, it's courage based on intoxication or a rash eagerness to fight in the, in, in the running translation. Because Mada is this kind of uh, uh, Utsaha is power, strength of will, resolution, effort, perseverance, but again, it's based on a kind of overexcitement. Uh, 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 and it can be intoxicant too. I mean, uh, the, the famous uh, the word assassin comes from uh, some people that have reportedly were. Killers, but they they wound themselves up by smoking hashish. So from the word hashish, you get assassin. This group in the Near East. 
Um, let me just finish this here. Uh, a fondness, yashaha uh, pritihi, a fondness from hearing oneself praised. Uh, when you hear yourself praised, you puff up. I've seen it literally. People literally puff up. I've seen it happen. So you, the music to my ears, yashaha pritihi. And most people don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's like, great. Uh, and hasham, the opposite. Hasham just means laughter or joking. One name of Krishna is Hashagrami, the village clown, makes the village laugh. But here it means ridicule, making fun of other people, hasham. Uh, praying, seeing yourself being praised and ridiculing and making fun of others. Uh, social media shows all these things. Social media does a good job at this. Viryam, uh, which means prowess, but here uh, uh, not only having prowess, but it's showing showing power. Vishwan Chakrabarti talks, so it's showing off your prowess, your power. Uh, not just having it, but showing others. And Mala Udyamaha, uh, 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 uh. Bala is means power or strength also. Uh, but uh, uh, Udyamaha means exerting oneself, strenuous or continuous effort. Uh, so, uh, perseverance, diligence. Uh, so here, balojamaha uh, means Vishnu Chakravarti is endeavoring by using physical strength, and here they say justifying one's actions by one's strength. Uh, in other words, I've won, so therefore whatever I did is right. Uh, oh yeah, you know this. Might makes right. Uh, uh, truth is the will of the stronger. Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, it seems to be included in the, this Nalo Yujjavaha. Uh, uh, because raising, because you can take it this way, Ujjava literally means raising up or lifting up, elevation. So elevating one's own strength and deifying it. And if I have this power, it must be given by God so I can rule over you. should accept the will of the Lord. Anyway, so that we have to stop there. That is the mode of passion. Uh, uh, when it's pure passion, this... Uh, Somebody in the mode of passion, and he has no bad days. <laughs> when you have a bad day in the mode of passion, you go down to you go you go to go to ignorance. And uh, most people nowadays, if they're in the mode of passion, they spend considerably time in recovery, <laughs> a rehabilitation. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll stop there. And uh, and if you haven't gotten this the, the paper called the three modes of nature, 
uh, uh, please get it because it, uh, it's a pretty good overview of, uh, of our literature, what it says about the, the modes do. And, uh, and uh, uh, to use this, a, a very, very practical, useful tool for uh, our own advancement in spiritual life. Okay, any questions? You may uh, text them in or phone them in. I have a question to start with. How can we um, personally be careful to not fall into the mode of passion when trying to perform devotional service and also as a community of devotees not having the standard of advancement be the mode of passion as it sometimes is. I mean, I mean just, just thinking practically what a lot of times ends up happening is kind of we're supposed to try and cultivate these qualities of the mode of goodness while at the same time being super productive and making sure that you're always busy and Whoever's not on the schedule is obviously not really doing anything, you know, those sort of mentalities. So how can we um, think about that more clearly? Well, uh, the idea of just trying to, to uh, in and of itself, separate from Krishna consciousness, cultivate the mode of goodness or become freer from the other modes, uh, uh, is not really what works. What what really works is actually to uphold a fairly decent standard of sadhana. When it gets really rough, it's, it's, if you can know that we are kind of overcome, and there are emergencies where we have difficult times, but that that, that our our own our own sadhana. Uh, in the beginning, especially, is very much necessary because when when one is practicing, if if, if we we are our sadhana means the cultivation of the holy name, and that cultivation of the holy name, if it's being done properly, we should see that the modes of ignorance and the modes of passion are decreasing, uh, uh, and. When, when one is in the mode of goodness, it doesn't mean there are no endeavors. But one does those endeavors without attachment to the results. Uh, and if one uh, is in a position where the endeavor for the sake of Krishna consciousness is not working because of what other people can uh, are either not doing or what they're doing wrong, and uh, difficult to correct them. Uh, then, then you have to say ultimately, I do what I can do. The rest is Krishna's uh, problem, and to be detached from the results. But still, in Krishna consciousness, we should be detached from the results, uh, and uh, and so. So it doesn't mean that to be in the mode of goodness you become an idiot or you become just a passive a witness of things. 
but you can actually bring the detachment from the results. I mean, this is what a great deal of the Bhagavad Gita is about, telling Arjuna how to become transcendent while he's on a battlefield. I mean, that's a tough, tough place to become transcendent on. Nevertheless, that's his job, that's his duty, uh, and... and uh, that's why the Bhagavad Gita is especially good for us because it's being spoken to somebody whose natural, whose vritti, whose way of life is actually in the mode of passion. And yet he's supposed to still do that and transcend that mode into which he is acting. So this has, this has to be, uh, uh, this, this, is the, this is the art. Uh, 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 of this week be, be, because because uh, uh, for uh, spreading Christian consciousness that it doesn't mean that our best thing to do is to sit down and make ourselves Krishna conscious and not care about other people. That's not our remit. As soon as we have to also worry about other people and the Christian the Christian consciousness of others and the good of the society as a whole then we're going to be involved in, in products and projects utilizing the material energy and engaging with other people. So one needs to have a, a kind of core uh, activity uh, uh, of constantly keeping oneself not just in the mode of goodness but in a transcendent position. So just for clarification, if, if one's, um, you would say that if one's sadhana starts to suffer on a regular basis and not, a, not in, an, in an emergency situation, but it becomes a regular situation where one's sadhana is not being maintained, um, that would indicate more the mode of passion is creeping in and an unhealthy situation um, Anyways, I, I just I see this. Uh, I have experienced, and I know that a lot of other devotees have experienced it, of feeling an intense pressure to um, I don't know if it's to produce, but to engage in service mm-hmm. that ends up um, leaving little time for energy for one's sadhana. Yeah. Occasion. Um where Prabhupada, after Rathyatra, didn't see very many devotees around. And he said, where is everybody? Well, during the Rathyatra and the days leading up to Rathyatra, everybody was so busy, they did that chant the rounds, and so now they're making them up. And Prabhupada said, better not to have the Rathyatra. Uh, so, it's, uh, that was what he said. I mean, he's done other things at other times, uh, but uh, but uh, uh, the, what's really really important, uh, and and that, that we should try to work on, is arranging things so that there is the necessary time set aside for basic sadhana Krishna consciousness. Uh, 
if one becomes weak, then the mo- you, you'll see what happens. The mode of passion, the mode of ignorance will creep up. And then you'll have even less time for Krishna consciousness. <laughs> this is a question from Kandita from Hawaii. She was pleased to accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Isn't working to satisfy Lord Krishna, Guru, and devotees much higher than giving satisfaction to oneself? Yes, yes, uh, Kandita, it is. Uh, uh, but but here we're talking about the material mode uh, of, of goodness, and it, it, it should it should be it doesn't it's not giving satisfaction to yourself. It's being by nature uh, self satisfied, the happiness because because basically the mode of goodness, the characteristic of the mode of goodness. It's happiness. Kalpat said once, there are three classes of men. The happy, the active, and the foolish. <laughs> uh, so the happy, uh, the, so this is just naturally what's coming from within. The, uh, the, the, that one is just a, a happy person. Uh, and uh, and uh, that's the nature. So that's the kind of, uh, of happiness that that, that's there. So you're not working to give yourself pleasure, but the, the mode of the mode of goodness is that, uh, that 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 pleasure is there, and you don't need to to go on a search for all kinds of various different things to to uh, to find it. Remember, speaking is above the modes. And so sometimes it may have different characteristics that don't look like the typical mode of goodness. The mode of goodness person is, you know, uh, uh, the typical, the teacher, the, the, the intellectual. These are supposedly people in the mode of goodness. They aren't anymore. But, but uh, that's what they're supposed to be doing, uh, study and learning and all these kind of things. But not everybody who is in the mode of goodness has to have that particular occupation. The occupational uh, activities of a brahmana. Here's a continuation of Kandita's question, another part of it. She says, and how about a devotee that wants to get all, quote, fired up to distribute lots of books and be known for making lots of numbers? Um, is this transcendental, transcendental competition? Uh, Prabhupada said, uh, and I heard him, I was sitting in the audience in New York Temple, he said that you should try to go out with the idea of distributing hundreds of books, but don't be downcast and discouraged if you don't even do one. Uh, now, later on, I saw, you know, different efforts to make people discouraged if they didn't do it, and they thought the way to motivate people. And those that did well were glorified, rewarded with position, power, trips to India, not you nice things, and, and, you know, it somewhat became a passionate enterprise. Uh, but you know, Prabhupada's idea was that you... you, you 
uh, did it, and uh, like in, in you, you did the endeavor, but the, but the results was up to Krishna, and it should be done like that. Ramananda has a question. It's on the three modes chart um, under the category of devotional service. It's on the last page. Mm-hmm. And he's asking about what the difference is between devotional service in the mode of passion and in the mode of ignorance because you have Kritag Bhavaha and Binadrik. Both yes. are separatists. Both they have this idea. Uh, that, that, that's here, but the idea is a separatist. Uh, uh, but the one is a separatist who is concentrated on being better than others, uh, separates himself from other because of having more fame, more opulence, more material enjoyment, uh, rising higher in the hierarchy, uh, uh, so on, uh, and then uh, one devotee once told me uh, uh, that the idea of taking sannyas is more attractive because I've been being married. Because why be worshipped by one woman when you can be worshipped by a hundred men? Uh, anyway. So, so that, that that's a motive of, of passion, uh, whereas the, in the, in the, uh, the mode of uh, devotional service by someone in the mode of ignorance who does it because envy is proud, violent, and angry. Uh, and, and so they're, uh, they're the kind of people that become heresy hunters who are looking for deviance, who find their fault in all the uh, leaders and, and, and so on like that. So, so it's kind of a different motive, but they're both, in a way, they separate themselves from others uh, 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 and secretly thinking, in each way, they're both God's gift to the Hare Krishna movement, uh, but in different different ways. So then uh, we'll continue in this uh, this chapter. We've gotten up with, uh, oh yeah, we'll begin with the depressing Tamaguna with uh, text number four and then uh, keep on going. Okay, finished? Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai, Shri Bhagavatam Ki Jai.